Hi, I'm Carla Wainwright. And I'm Little Leah. And welcome to the Radical Sex Witches podcast, where we explore the themes of sexuality, feminism, consciousness, love, healing, ritual, magic, and all things witchy and wonderful. Hello, all you gorgeous goddesses of the vagine, and welcome to another episode of the Radical Sex Witches. I'm a bull in the china shop, Little Leah, and with me as always is Carla Wainwright. Well, I'm very proud to say is like really come out of her shell in the last year of full perversion with me on this show. <laughs> you're a meek little mild mouse in the beginning. And now you're like, fuck shit, vagina. Slut. I think that was always there, but I do appreciate you giving me a safe space, Leah, to really embrace. <laughs> really unleash your inner pervert. Yep. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> So, I don't know. Are you out there? Are you listening to this show? <laughs> Please. Send us some sort of signal that you're listening. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, follow us on Instagram. Send us an email, which reminds me I should probably check our email. Watch, there's 20 things in there, and I'm just an asshole that never looks, but... <laughs> Let us know if you're listening. And also, what do you want to hear? What do you want to talk about? Maybe there's something that, like, you know, you feel is taboo and you don't want to discuss it or have people to talk to about. It. We'll talk about anything. So send it our way. Absolutely. We've had a few uh, listener-recommended episodes. We have, just subjects, recently. And that's awesome. And, yeah, it really lights us up. And it, I then it, to just research and give you what you want to hear, it's what we're here for. Yeah. We'll say all the things that you can't. <laughs> Anyways, before we go down a total rabbit hole of delusion, in today's episode, we explore the enchanting path of the Green Witch, a practitioner deeply rooted in nature's rhythms. There's been a revival of interest in green witchcraft and resurgence of earth-based spiritual practices as people seek to reconnect with nature and the magic of the natural world. From history to rituals, we share the secret of the green witch's craft and how it allows us to forge a profound connection with the earth and magic. Yes. And so, you know, we're talking specifically about the green witch, but I feel that a lot of what we've talked about on this show has a, a many, many elements of what a green witch is all about. And so lots of women who consider themselves witches may not sit, you know, give themselves the label of the green witch, but there certainly are women who do. And so you'll probably hear threads that we've talked about and then some new things here. But um, yeah, I think that this whole idea of, of a witch who's really deeply connected to uh, the earth, the planet, nature, cycles, all of those things, there's a lot of interest in that, which is really great. Okay, so to begin to understand the Green Witch, we have to really delve deeper into, of course, the historical context of the practice. <laughs> what did you say? I said shocker, shocker. Yeah, I know. history. I know. I, know. History. I don't think we- <laughs> you got to do it. It's what gives context to everything. It's what Carla so, gets a boner over. So I, do. I seriously do get. You just see how big it is on screen, everyone. <laughs> huge. <laughs> it's absolutely huge. <laughs> okay, stop it. Stop distracting me. <laughs> I can't. Leah's had such little sleep, so she's. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. It's great. 
<laughs> okay, so the roots of green witchcraft traces back to prehistoric times when, of course, humans lived in harmony with nature. They revered the earth's elements to recognize the divine and all living things. And the early practitioners were considered shamans or wise people. And they were the intermediaries between their communities and the natural world and the, and the world beyond the veils. So as civilizations developed, the knowledge and practices of green witches became more structured. And they played vital roles in communities like healers, herbalists, wise women. And during the Middle Ages, these individuals were often organized in informal groups and they practiced and shared their knowledge within their communities. But then, of course, at the same time, they were persecuted and a lot of this stuff went into the shadows. Um, the main teachers of green witchcraft through history, of course, are the wise women themselves, and they would pass their expertise down to their daughters, granddaughters, and other trusted members of their community. And I think there's this beautiful oral tradition, which has in large part been lost, um, handed through down through generations, and centered around the use of herbs, plants, and natural elements for healing and spiritual purposes. And I mean, I know people who still have that oral tradition passed to them, but I think it's pretty rare. And then in terms of written material, many green witches, they relied on herbals and grimoires uh, to supplement their knowledge. So herbals were compendiums of medicinal plants and their uses and grimoires. And we've talked about this. They're these, uh, the books of magic containing spells, rituals, and incantations. And some of the most notable grimoires that have influenced green witchcraft include the Book of Shadows and the Key of Solomon. We've talked about both of those as well. Yeah. So the heart of green witchcraft lies in its practices centered around living in harmony with nature and its cycles. Green witches often work with herbs, plants, and trees, harnessing their energies for healing, protection, and divination. So we're going to take a closer look at some of those specific practices. So herbal magic. Green witches are skilled herbalists using the power of plants and herbs for their medicinal properties and, and, med bleh, 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 and magical energies. <laughs> They understand that each plant possesses unique attributes and energies that can be harnessed for specific purposes. Herbal magic involves creating tinctures, salves, teas, and potions to aid healing physical ailments, promoting emotional well-being, and enhancing spiritual awareness. I do a lot of that shit on my own, man. It's like my go-to is natural stuff over chemicals or pharmaceuticals. Totally. There's so, you know, you have an entire medicine chest just outside your door no matter where you live so well i would like to state if you live in a city you probably should not be picking shit from your backyard or your front yard due to like pollution of cars and that's and true you, you should be going out into the bush somewhere and foraging this is true but i will say like a long time ago when i was i i was dealing with chronic yeast infections and somebody gave me a recipe to make a a salve uh, with like pineapple, chamomile, uh, plantain, something else. And all of those things, I'm not kidding, were gro growing on the side of my driveway. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't even have to go anywhere to grab all of those things and then make up this solve, which worked like a hot dam. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Then we got earth-based rituals. So central to green witchcraft is the celebration of the changing of seasons and moon phases. Shocker. We've talked about these quite a few times. Green witches honor the natural cycles of the earth, recognizing the interconnectedness of all life. They often observe the solstices, equinoxes, and cross-quarter days, marking these occasions with rituals to attune themselves to the shifting energies of the earth. We are very well versed in that around here. 
Then we've got elemental magic. So green witches work closely with the four classical elements, earth, air, fire, and water. And each element represents specific qualities and energies that can be utilized in their rituals and spell work. And then we've got divination. So they may also participate or they almost, pardon me, everyone. They may also practice divination to gain insights and guidance from the natural world. Common forms of divination include reading tarot cards, scrying with water. Is that how you say it? Scrying, scrying, scrying uh, with water or mirrors and interpreting the pattern of nature, such as the flight of birds or the movement of clouds. So when you combine all of these practices, green witches seek to live in harmony with nature and align their energies with the cycles of the earth and the cosmos. Through their rituals and spell work, they aim to manifest positive changes healing and spiritual growth in both their lives and the world around them. Yeah. And I would say probably both of us do the vast majority of this stuff. The one Mm -hmm. piece that I don't do that I'm a little bit curious about is interpreting patterns of nature, like looking, I mean, this was old divination practices, right? Like how are those birds flying or what, what is that, you know? What are it makes those? me think of, uh, remember the movie Willow and like in their little village before Willow goes on his thing, he, the main little shaman dude, he had, we have to consult the bones and he would shake his bones yeah. and throw them and it'd be like this pattern and he would be like, hmm. Yeah, it's just another tool. I mean, I I, that, I don't see that necessarily. Maybe you're the one who's the tarot reader, but it's it's just a different way of interpreting the forces of energy that are present in any given moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That yeah. sounds like something I should smoke a joint for and go outside. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I see the colors, man. <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit more about how you can brace the magic of the Green Witch. So regardless of your background or previous experience with witchcraft, Green Witchcraft is a path that really welcomes anyone who wants to connect with nature and harness the energies for healing and empowerment and you know, just going back to the section that Leah just talked about so much of this, if you're really curious, go back into our past episodes, we cover so much of all of these mm-hmm. things. And here's a little bit more um, in terms of the types of practices you can do. So the first one, uh, I'm a big fan of this is gardening and plant care. Mm-hmm. I know Leah is too. So gardening is such a wonderful way to cultivate your connection with nature. So even if you have the s- smallest of space, you can make a herb garden or have a few potted plants. Um, you've got a balcony or just anything you can, you can have a garden. It doesn't have to be huge. Um, herbs like lavender, rosemary, mint, chamomile, all of those things, those can start to be part of your herbal medicinal, uh, your, your medicine bag and start to learn about the properties, um, and how you can use them in green witchcraft. And as you tend to your plants, you'll, you're going to deepen your understanding of the earth cycles and the magic of growth and transformation. And it's just like, it's just so good. Plants are amazing. Plants are amazing. And it's, I want to, I'm going to just snitch you out here. Carla has one of the most incredible gardens, plural. Like she's got a whole fuckery going on at her place. And I'm the one with the little pots on my deck and one day to aspire to be like her. It's fucking incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Our garden is pretty spectacular this year. I'm pretty proud of it. It's, Uh it's like going to a nursery. I haven't been to it. I've seen pictures, but holy shit. It's like its own nursery. Well, it's not neat like a nursery. It's a bit wild because that's kind of how I roll. But yes, it's pretty nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, you know, further to that, you can forage for wild edibles and medicinal plants. So, you know, going on foraging walks, 
educate yourself about wild edibles, medicinal plants, make sure you really are clear about what's what, because mm-hmm. sometimes things look very, very similar and one That's is right. fine and one isn't um, really important. So um, learn how to identify safe and sustainable wild plants and only harvest them with respect and permission. So one thing I would say, like, you know, you want to have permission of obviously not harvesting anything that's endangered or um, that there's not a lot of. And I think that as a witch, it's really nice to just ask permission of the plant. So just take a moment, connect with the plant and just, you know, ask permission. Can I harvest this? You're usually going to get a yes. You're just going to get an inner feeling around that. And I think that's just another way you stay really connected and you're not just taking without having that reciprocal. I know people that offer something back in return as well, besides asking for permission. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. And foraging is just such a, a really powerful way to connect with the land and the abundance of the land. And you really you really up-level your sense of gratitude for the gifts that nature provides. And we should all be doing that all the time. And I just, I really want to stress too, like what Carla had said about really knowing what you're foraging. I would almost, you know, like, sure, we've got Google, but you can fucking make a mistake pretty easily. (laughs) Go take a class on foraging. Or if you have a friend that, you know, knows what they're doing, go out physically with somebody and learn firsthand. If you have that, if you have that option, just to be safe. I totally agree. There's some amazing people who offer those kinds of like a walk in the forest in an afternoon and help you identify plants and they know things really well. And that's the best way. Like a book is great or, you know, using your plant ID is great, but somebody who actually can look Mm -hmm. at it and then you can touch it and have this experience with it by far the best thing to do. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. Um, Coming back to this idea of bird and animal omens. So paying more attention to wildlife around you. So in in green witchcraft, birds and animals are believed to carry messages and omens from nature, the divine. So maybe a particular animal or a bird frequently crosses your path or appears in your dreams. So taking note of its symbolism and what it might be trying to communicate to you. There's some great, um, I have an oracle deck and it's just escaping right now that has just a lot of, a lot of wildlife, um, that we would find in this area. And I'm sure they exist for other areas as well. That can be really useful. And then of course, there's a ton of information on the internet as well. And it's nice to keep a journal and record your encounters as another form of that divination and guidance. Um, I'm so sorry. There's been an Amber alert for a missing child. Yes. (laughs) Oh, that just made me shit my pants. I have my phone on on mute, so <laughs> me too. But like, they're like the the world is ending. Oh yeah. my god! So sorry, everybody. I hope I didn't make you spray your tea all over yourself. <laughs> I sprayed my pee all over myself. <laughs> you okay? Yep. <laughs> um. And then just, again, we've talked about this so much is just attuning to the elements in your everyday life. Just notice the qualities and energies of each element and how they manifest in the world around you. So a huge fan of earthing, spending time every day, weather per- permitting, of course, in your bare feet on the ground, earthing mm-hmm. is so powerful. You know, embrace the element of water by taking a ritual bath with herbs that you've collected, maybe, Um you know, connecting with the element of fire and ritual, all of these different things. So the essence of green witchcraft is really about developing a heart sh- heartfelt relationship with nature and learning from, from its wisdom. And just by starting to engage in these practices, you're going to awaken that inner knowing within you, that green witch inner knowing and forge a deeper connection to the natural world. So 
I believe that all of us hold the power to heal, protect, and create positive change in our lives through a connection with nature. We just have to make that intention and then actually take the action to do it. Mm -hmm. I really love earthing. I could just be like a cranky fucking stupid bitch, but then I go take my socks off and stand in the grass for a while and you immediately just like changes everything. Did I tell you that uh, in one of our greenhouses, I keep an air, we, we store stuff in there over the winter gardening stuff, but I keep one area uh, bare with nothing on it so that even in January, I can stand barefoot on the frozen dirt. And I do it all the time. I know I'm a weirdo that way. But um, even if I mean, that's like not minutes. weird. The weird thing is it's like fucking minus 30. Yeah, but I can I tell you that there's something magical when everything's white and there's so much snow and just being able to stand on the black dirt just for like a couple of minutes. Right. No, I totally makes get me it. Feel so good. Makes me feel like some not people do polar bear roof. dips. You're doing like twinkle toes in the dirt, and then you get frostbite. Is that why your pinky toe is missing? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. She has all of her toes that I know of. <laughs> I do. Uh, and for those of you who are interested in learning more on this really great topic there's a book book called the green witch by aaron murphy hitzcock and it's a great resource and i actually gave it to carla for christmas a few years ago and that's where we pulled a lot of this from today yeah absolutely it's a great book and um yeah so isn't it like interactive? Like you can write stuff in it as well. From what I remember, it's been so long since I gave it to you, but. Uh, no, not so much, but there's recipes in here. Oh, that's and right. There's like different kinds of crafts and, and things about crystals and it's, it's a pretty complete and it's not a huge book. Um, so it's an easy way to kind of get a lot of good information um, in a digestible way. So I absolutely re recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. So we've come to the end of the Green Witch. Uh, I don't know what we're talking about next time on the Radical Sex Witches. I tend to say that a lot recently. I'm like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah, you still listen to us and we appreciate you. I feel like I, I started to write that sentence and then I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely something. I personally don't know what it is. Carla might, but... Uh, I think maybe I don't. So anyway, uh, it'll be amazing, whatever it is. We're going to end this on a high note. Thanks for listening. I'm Little Leah. And I'm Carla. We are the Radical Sex Witches, and we will see you next time. Hello, witchy listener. It's Carla here. If you're feeling disconnected from pleasure and unfulfilled in life, reach out to me and let's connect on a free call. I love helping women like you shift to owning your sexual power, reconnecting to your body, and finding your unique radical sex witch within. Go to CarlaWainwright.com or find my contact info in the show notes. Let's co-create a life for you that is truly turned on.